Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me today. It's Alan Barry Labucan from the Rocks and Stocks News website. Uh, I've got a couple of guests today in, from Amex uh, Exploration. Uh, Kelly Malcolm is the VP Exploration. Jacques Trache is the uh, chairman, I believe. I'll get his title right one of these days. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for joining me today, guys. Well, thank you for the invitation. And uh, actually, my title is Executive Chairman, if I can say so. Okay. So I used to be the CEO and used to be the founder of the company uh, a couple of years ago. Kelly, good to see you again. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Alan. Okay, guys. So we got uh, lots to unpack. Let's start with your recent news. Um, you had uh, you got two holes into this exciting new VMS discovery. Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, Kelly, Jacques, whoever wants to start, go ahead. Sure. So, so basically, we've we've announced the results from two holes. We've drilled five holes into it now. Um, the first two, and in particular, this the last release was really exciting for me and for Jacques and, and for the rest of the team essentially because it replicated the widths and the grades of our first discovery hole. So in, in geology and mining, as you know, replicatabil replicatability and reproducibility is really, really important when you're looking at a mining scenario and to have consistency in, um, in the size of those hits and the grade of those hits. And especially when you look at it in context with Normatal, which is a past producing 10 million ton mine to the east, um, that's that's why we're very excited about it. And Jock has worked in VMS's VMS deposits for I wouldn't say how many years, but quite a few. Like I say again, a couple of years. <laughs> Actually, I made my my PhD study on uh, VMS deposits in the uh, in the Quebec Appalachians. So uh, uh, and uh, during my 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 time at school, I would say so. Uh, I had the opportunity to. Uh, to uh, have uh, to when to go all over the the world to see a VMS deposits in different uh, environment geological environment, and um, I was pleased to and I was lucky enough to go and see the the Japanese deposit Kuroko Beshi and even in Finland the Orokumpu in in Morocco the uh, Buazer in in Cyprus the Cyprus type in, in uh, Spain Portugal the Iberian Pirate Belt and and, and closer to uh, my place uh, in New Brunswick, Brunswick 12, and even closer, the uh, BTB uh, master sulfides, especially in the Hawaiian uh, mining camp, Hawaiian Noranda, there was, uh, I think, more than 10 or 12 mines that were under production from the, uh, let's say, early 30s, 40s, uh, and up to the um, early 2000s. And since then, though, there was not too many discovery that has been done. But one thing I've learned through all those um, travels is that um, Mother Nature doesn't like to make orphans. And, and uh, especially in, in volcanic terrain, even in the Noah days, when you look at uh, active volcano or calderas, uh, when you have resurgent, resurgent domes, and that's where you have most of the time associated uh, hydrothermal cells are a buildup building up and you have those deposits formed or in Cyprus and along oceanic ridge, whatever, there's a systematic uh, repetition according to fractures, 
intersection of fractures, uh, cross-cutting uh, intersection, and then you have the the, the down charge and then the uh, exit of the hydrothermal fluid. And this is recurrent in uh, around a volcanic system. So uh, in the case of, of Normetal, it was a kind of, of still amazing until recently. I mean, uh, uh, there was a one single mine that had been produced through time. And uh, maybe one of the uh, people were asking, well, is it because there was none or because people didn't find it yet? I prefer the second one, uh, like I say, and uh, and you know, uh, and the technology or let's say the advance in science toward uh, looking for those deposits has evolved dramatically, and uh, like any domain in recent years, with the uh, with the use of um, of computers and modeling, and uh, which was not available for uh, companies just about twenty years ago or fifteen years ago. And uh, so, uh, and you, if you do apply those kind of modeling in 3D, and uh, with now what we call vectors, um, associated vectors to uh, to uh, let's say associated alteration or or structures, and it pinpoints you where to look. So so you're saving a lot of time in searching uh, other the same type than before. So and uh, like I say, some of the time it takes knowledge, good compilation, technology, and at the end, a bit of luck. <laughs> so we were, uh, uh, I would say our, our team was smart enough and I would say, and lucky enough to arrive in the first drill host when we pinpointed where we should look over our apparel property, which is a fantastic property that has, as you know, uh, basically potential for the two main type of ore deposit in arcane terrain, which is gold, originally gold and uh, VMS. So we're lucky enough that we are, when we decided to to have just a second look on the VMS aspect of the property, well, to find the first real hole we've done, uh, the, the two hit that we announced uh, and the latest yesterday. You know, one thing that I've always looked for in projects, whether it's gold or, or base metals is continuity of mineralization and um, that's what stood out to me from this last news release was they, uh, you know, you're now 65 meters apart and you're two holes and um, uh, it's it's uh, looking like you're, uh, you're onto something serious there. Well, definitely. I mean, the, the, if you look at the, uh, like Kelly has mentioned, they uh, are only a mine example in the area is a normal mine which is located exactly in the same uh, geological uh, formation. And the, um, as a matter of fact, through time and different deformation uh, episode or structural uh, uh, events, uh, the massive sulfide over there has not so much of strike length uh, because it had been stretched vertically significantly. So you may have not in surface you know, long, uh, uh, like I say, strike length uh, extension, but vertically it goes for kilometers and kilometers, like the, like I say, like the Nometal mine. So when you have this model in mind, if this one next door is like vertical like this, don't try to find something which is going to be like this. If you do, so you have to look at similar environment uh, in the neighborhood that has been affected by the same tectonic or structural events through time. 
So having this bear in mind, that's why in the past, and I can understand majors, uh, some majors were on, on, at this property, you know, and uh, they were chasing giants. And I can understand to make a difference in those companies, you have to have a giant. And, and in the normal modeling, I mean, giants fits into more than 200 meters of strike length. Has to be like half a half a kilometer, if not sometimes a kilometer, or even more than that. Like in the Iberian Pirate Belt, sort of. Anyway, and um, so the spacing when you do exploration with your, your drill uh, for for uh, looking for a giant is much more larger than the 200 meters. But as a junior, I mean, uh, in, uh, uh, we can. Uh, I, I, would, I would not say afford, but we can look at uh, some, uh, not 100 million tons of ore deposit, but we can look at 10 million tons of deposit if the grade is good. Again, if you have 100 million tons of ore, but the ore is 0.5% copper, and at the, at the opposite, you have, uh, I mean, on the other end, you have a 10 million ton deposit, but at 5% copper. At the end, you have the same number of, of pounds of, of copper, but one will be, much smaller to extract, so your mining cost will be much lower, and so your profitability will be much higher than having such a, a huge deposit, but a lower grade, especially massive sulfide. And I'm not talking about uh, residue and you know dealing with uh, uh, acid uh, generating um, uh, tailings, a sort of thing. As you can reduce the volume, better it is, not only for for the economic, but for the overall impact. So that's why we were, uh, I would say, enthusiastic to look for another non-metal type, because non-metal was basically copper rich. And, and besides the fact that copper is now is performing quite well, you know, compared to other base metal. So we're, again, part of luck also to have that kind of deposit on our property. Yeah, you guys are, uh, that's some sweet looking grades of copper. Copper is hot right now because of the transition to everything being electric. Uh, and uh, I think it's got a lot more legs in it, not enough discoveries to sort of feed the demand. So it's a heck of a good time to be coming out with some 2% copper with continuity. Um, but speaking of continuity, uh, your gold results recently, Kelly, why don't you go over those? Because those were quite spectacular as well. Sure. So that, I think that was probably one of my favorite press releases we put out. And that was two, I guess, two weeks ago today. Reason why I liked it so much was it was a mix of expansion drilling, definition drilling, infill drilling. But the cool thing was that it started directly from the, the highest peak of the deposit, which is sort of 50 meters below surface or yeah, below surface and trend and virtually tested the entirety of that system well below one kilometer vertically. Um, out of the 32 holes that we put out, I would say 10 to 15 were standout holes um, of the, essentially any one of those holes that we put out in the, in our sort of highlight section would be a junior explorer's headline hole on its own. So we were really, really pleased to see um, like we've always talked about, Alan, the consistency of that grade uh, in this system is, is pretty special. And that's something we've always harped on. I know you've always talked about it. Um, and even the, the, some of the high grade hits were spectacular, like 100 grams over six meters, 84 over six plus meters. Those are not, um, 
they're not common drill holes. And the fact that we've been hitting similar numbers for two and a half years, I think is pretty special. Yeah, well, the continuity has always blown me away, Kelly. And, uh, uh, you know, I saw it early. I'm glad I did when you were down around 50 cents. Uh, you guys have a, a much better valuation now, but I still don't think it reflects uh, accurately what you're working on. Um, to put that into context, uh, Jacques uh, made a pretty impressive quote that stood out to me. Uh, it was that, and I quote, it clearly demonstrates the zone is richer at depth and wider along strike. The high grade zone is becoming one of the richest single gold zones of all the Canadian Archean orogenic gold deposits ever discovered. Almost every hole we drill confirms expansion, both laterally and vertically, and significantly increases its overall grade at gold content per vertical meter. That's a pretty big statement, Jacques. Why don't you unpack yeah, yeah. that a little for us? There's yeah, been some yeah. big, uh, big discoveries in the Canadian Archean. Yeah, 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 again, you have to read every single word that has a signification here. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wrote it, and I know that even uh, in-house, uh, people, are you sure you want to say that? I said, yes, I'm sure I want to say that. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I've been involved, again, in the past uh, in some other discoveries, and, and uh, I, uh, both high-grade and, and uh, low-grade epithermal, whatever, and Bonanza type in Mexico, anyway, and uh, and uh, the, the, this this particular high grade zone, yeah, we we have to. I'm very uh, focused on this part of the Eastern Gold uh, Zone, the the high grade zone. That's the one I'm referring to. Uh, when you do, we do the so-called infill. We say it's a word that I don't like too much sometimes because people are expecting if you have. Uh, a 10 grammar here and then another 10 grammar, let's say 100 meter apart. Well, in between should be another 10 grammar. But uh, so they put the, the average rate should be 10 grammar, but you're not in the core yet. The core maybe is uh, made of uh, between 25 and 50 meters of strike length. But when you go three holes every, uh, let's say 12 and a half meters, sort of, then you go above 100 grammar, bang, 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 bang. So if you had a strike length of 100 meter, that people will say, well, the average is 10 grammar because the influence of two holes at 50 meter gives you that kind of average. But if you do the, the hole in a, in a, with a pattern that is more logic, more rational for that type of deposit, then you realize that the, inside this envelope, there's a very high grade uh, uh, subzone, if I can say so, or core, which is much higher in grade but it's consistent. If you have three holes in it, and each one of them is above 100 gram per ton, so then in the same distance of 100 meters, instead of two, two holes at 10 grammar, which is the outside envelope, and get inside the three holes is above 100 meter, I mean uh, 100 gram per ton. So that means you have five holes now in this same interval, but instead of thinking of 10 grammar as a medium uh, average grade, it will be close to 100 gram per ton or 80 gram per ton, the average. That changed a lot, the, even the gold per vertical meter in the same section. So that's why you, you have to figure out that it's not just changing the overall grade. It's changing, it, it changed a lot 
the amount of ounces per vertical meter for the same volume of rock that was calculated. So that's why this super high grade subzone or core, because it's right in the core, it's like a bullseye, you know, when you play darts, you know? If you go on the, yes. on the side, you have a, you know, and the simple double, triple, and bullseye, okay? So the bullseye naturally is of a higher point, but it's limited, I mean, more, 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 more it's smaller than the outside fringe. So that's why we have to go inside as well, not only for definition, because we know this, this type of, this one particular deposit is getting richer right in the middle of it, in the core of it. So we have to be very uh, um, systematic in our approach to drill it properly, to have a better knowledge of what is the real grade of this stuff, which is higher than any kind of other uh, arcane load gold deposit that I've seen and that I can that I know about in the literature. And it's not by accident. It's not like we structurally control, like in some other cases, I don't want to give any names, but you know, sometimes you have some freaking numbers coming out with the, you know, visible goals, almost uh, veinlets of visible gold, you know, uh, but this has been remobilized in later structures. In the case of the high grade zone is, is uh, right at the beginning when the fluids got in was heavily charged in gold. And actually there will be an article that we have worked, uh, Kelly, I, and some professors of University of Quebec in, in, in Sikudimi that is, uh, is trying to explain why it's uh, such, was such rich in gold. It's not because it, it happened like this, you know? Even the chemistry of the fluid was very different than many other arcane gold load deposits in a way that I want to make it a long story short, but instead of being only a vapor, uh, water vapor, which is dominant in those orogenic gold, this one has more carbonaceous uh, uh, fluids and gases such as methane. And this, it can be determined very easily when you have those quartz veins, with the quartz, when, they, when the quartz got precipitated, together there's some little bubbles of the fluid that was bearing the gold and the quartz. And those bubbles, you can, during the thing section, you have an equipment that will pop out, you know, those bubbles, and then you have a captor that will get the gas coming out of it, and then you have a, a spectrometrum that will tell you which type of gas it is. And in the case of the high-grade zone, it's definitely totally different. And uh, according to the main author, which is the professor, Gaburi, the only cases that he see in the world that has that kind of methane contained or CO2 and methane uh, as a dominant volatile associated with the gold precipitation is either and both giants and a very high grade deposit in the world. Well, that's, uh, that's I can understand why you're making that uh, statement. And, you know, one thing, I'm looking forward to that paper, by the way, I'm kind of a science well, geek. I spent a lot of my time in, uh, in gold and diamond exploration. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a science geek on this kind of stuff and I'll be looking forward to that paper. And, you know, one thing that struck me when Kelly and I have spoken in the past is that um, you could see the continuity, I could see the continuity when you connect the dots. But Kelly made a statement a while back about, you could put a 10 or 20 gram cutoff on this and it really doesn't affect the 
the size of the high grade zone. That's I've seen a lot of expo, uh, you know gold discoveries. Not many of them are talking about those kind of cutoffs. No, I agree. Totally agree. Perfect. It's, a, it's, a, it's super high grade. We have high grade or super high grade. And the envelope is very clear. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead, Kelly. One of the, one of the, sorry, one of the fun things um, that we did was for a metallurgical testing, we essentially tried to get three samples. Um, we used PQ, PQ size drilling, trying to get um, essentially bulk, a mini bulk sample, uh, because PQ is about the size of my head around. Um, and I've got a pretty big head on. Which... Um, so it, um, we, we looked for low grade, medium grade, and high grade to get a representation of sort of three different styles of mineralization. I think we were targeting about three grams, seven grams, and 10 plus. We ended up with five and a half, 11, and 27 in those bulk samples, um, which Over was also really them. neat because they were bigger samples than we typically take. And you often hear when you go underground and you start exposing more and more rock, you're, you're exposing yourself to more potential gold because we are looking at a very coarse gold system here. So it was really neat to see that the grade genuinely did increase um, as we took these bigger samples, which indicates that once you get underground and there's a lot of companies you can point to that this has happened to. Osisco Windfall is one really good example. They went underground and their grade basically doubled. Um, it's a it's a really neat thing to see that coming to fruition and and indicating that um, that is the case here. Okay, I want to ask a question from both for both of you before we cut this off. Um, this screams to me that this thing has got the potential for jewelry box kind of grades all the way down for thousands of meters. I don't think the market, first of all, I don't think the market understands the continuity story yet. Uh, but secondly, I don't think they understand the depth story yet. Is there any plans? I know you're very busy with the resource. Is there any plans to try to show the market that deeper um, uh, you know, potential for jewelry boxes down there uh, it, it, uh, coming up in, in you know, I, uh, I'll leave it open for both of you to answer. So I'll, I'll jump on that one quick. So <laughs> I, I would say that like we've gone, gone down quite deep. I would say deeper than most juniors dare to venture below the surface of the earth. We've, we've gone down to over 1.3 kilometers vertically on the high grade zone. Um, that said, we, it's, it's hard to stop going because we are seeing very nice continuity, nice mineralization. Um, I would say probably in 2021, we won't be going any deeper, but I'd certainly say that next year we'll plan a hole or two at a better, at a greater depth, but something that, um, I'm very excited about is the regional potential as well. Like we've put out some really great drill holes from elsewhere on the project. So we're, we're planning. Uh, over the next three or four weeks, uh, our next regional campaign. So following up on some of the work that we did historically and getting in and um, testing some, what I would say are really great additional gold targets. And in my eyes, if you find another high grade zone, I'd say that's even more valuable than, than 
really at this point, I don't think many people think that it's going to cut off at any point. It, it, the continuity is there. We've proven it. We've shown that it's going to keep going down at depth. So my next goal is to look for the next one. Um, and Jacques, you, you can comment or, or dispute that as you will. Yeah, well, uh, actually, you're, you're right, Kelly. And, and the question is a good question. I mean, we're still, we're still thinking sometimes of maybe poking one, you know, something like two, two kilometers. But it's always a matter of, 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 um, of uh, budget and in relation to objectives, in relation to expectation, in relation uh, to de deliver or where we have to focus to increase the overall value. The objective is naturally to 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 give the shareholders the best value we can. At the same time, we have to develop what I think uh, some resources at one point of time uh, in order to um, to get to a, another level, especially with a high grade zone. Uh, and uh, so, so I, I'm not closing the door. Uh, we're not closing the door even to maybe to have one very deep hole. You know, uh, I, I wouldn't say just for the fun of it. But maybe just for the fun of it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, like Chuck said, it's a, it's a value creation or sort of trade off between. We'd all love to see it. I'm sure a lot of investors would love to see it. I don't know if it adds any more value to your project and property aside from the blue sky being confirmed. Whether or not you need to confirm the sky is blue is is that's a that's a question for philosophers, I guess. Yeah, we'll just change the color of the blue. How deep the blue will be. Well, you said something there, Kelly, that I, I think is worth noting is that uh, you think the shareholders would love it. I sure would love it um, because I've seen this before. You know, I, the Gold Corp uh, big mine there, you know, they had to go down around a thousand meters just to get to the, to the jewelry <laughs> boxes. You guys are already at the jewelry boxes and you know, that made them the most high, highest profitable mine back in the day. Um, and I, I don't think that's factored into the valuation yet. I, I would also argue, though, that we do have some stellar grades 75 meters below surface. Like that's really when, when, our, when our company's valuation took off was not drilling. They weren't deep holes. We drilled uh, 670 grams over 0.8 meters or so at um, 70 or 100 meters below surface. So I would say there's that that quote unquote jewelry box material um, basically exists throughout this ore sheet. Starting right at surface. Just below, yeah. Well, pretty much for all intended purposes. <laughs> Well, you guys have been very generous with your time. I could speak with you for hours about this because, you know, I'm a high grade gold junkie. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and when it comes to high grade gold, what you need is continuity and uh, the cutoff grade matters. And that's the one thing that I think is much different than what you guys are doing and what your peers are doing that are making big high grade discoveries. They don't talk about that cutoff too much. And uh, so that's something that will be part of the resource, I imagine. Yeah, and of course, it's all, all right. driven by geostatistics, right? Like what, what, um, 
for capping, we're working diligently to determine um, potential capping grades for this deposit, which will affect the number of ounces, obviously. But the continuity that we are showing genuinely is important for that, because the the more continuous those high grades are, the higher cutoff value that it that a geostatistician or a resource modeler is able to apply to the deposit, which then translates to both higher grade and to greater number of ounces. Any closing comment, John? Yeah, well, you know, this cutoff grade uh, issue, <laughs> and Kenya knows me very well on this. I'm not an engineer, okay, even though I got a PhD from a polytechnic, uh, but um, I, I hate I hate this concept, and and the the, the rationale behind my, my thought about there should be no cutoff grade when consistency and gold distribution is so predictable, so smoothly uh, uh, done from primary sources that there should not be there should no be a cutoff in a way that if your population is large enough, you should not cut either the low ones and the high ones. It's just a matter of distribution. In a simple Gauss you know, curve, your medium is right in the medium. So when you do your medium calculation, you take in consideration the high ones as the low ones. Why cutting the high ones? It's part of the population. I it's like you evaluate the, the QI of a population. And you say, oh, we take out the genius ones and we calculate only the, the other ones. I mean, you're gonna have an average, a very low average of QI, okay? I so, but, but genius are part of the society. Uh, and and so so uh, high grades is part of the system. And in our case, there's a lot of genius under the ground. <laughs> no, I agree with you completely, Jacques. But where I think it will make a difference is differentiating yourself from your peers that have much higher valuations. They, I don't think that their, their uh, continuity will show up as well when they have to put a reasonable cutoff on it and you guys can put a very high cutoff on it. And, uh, and it gets back to your, your comment earlier, Kelly, about you know, when you start going underground and doing the actual mining, these resource calculators tend to, uh, uh, you know, under-report the actual grade. But, you know, we're in a market where people are wanting to compare one against the other, and, uh, and that high cutoff not affecting the zone, I think, is, uh, is quite exceptional. I agree. <laughs> okay, gentlemen. I could, uh, we're going to have to do this more often, Jacques. You've been a wealth of information. Kelly, you've always been great. We've done a lot of interviews and you've helped me and our audience to understand uh, the exceptional uh, discovery you guys have. And I uh, want to thank you both uh, for taking some time with me today. And we'll do it again in the future, if that's all right. That's great. Thanks, Alan. And thanks again for all the support. Well, it was a pleasure, Alan, to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Jacques. And okay, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut it off. Just give me a minute and I'll uh, end the recording once I've finished. So there you go, folks. Um, 
I think it's uh, quite evident from the gentlemen and their enthusiasm and the science behind what they're doing and that this just isn't based on science, what they found. It, it's based on the truth machine. The drilling is telling you what they're finding. They have exceptional high-grade continuity. Uh, exceptional is not an improper word at this point in time. They're writing a, a paper about it. And uh, I look forward to seeing that paper at the valuation in comparison to their peers. I think that they're dirt cheap and uh, offer a lot for the gold investor out there. And uh, they've got a lot of work on the go. They got more work coming. Uh, they got lots of money. Uh, the news flow will be exceptional. And um, I, I think that investors that want exposure to a uh, to gold, uh, that this is a uh, this is a home run in the making, and I think it's just uh, still very early days for the valuation. So as always, my show is for information purposes only. Do your homework, speak with your financial advisors, check out their website. We'll be doing more shows, of course, because I don't expect this to stop anytime soon. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody.